Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Get it checked, boy. You want the sideline? You ain't made the headlines. Now it's time to reject, boy. You bitting on me? What's the topic of discussion? What you talking about? Take your best shot. I'ma take the last shot. I'm Jordan in the clutch, boy. You bitting on me? It's time to get it checked, boy. You want the sideline? You ain't made the headlines. Now it's time to reject, boy. You bitting on me? What's the topic of discussion? What you talking about? All righty, guys, we are here for another episode of the Auto Bid. That was my guy, Pull Up Tay, on the intro. Going to be him again on the outro. Make sure you guys are streaming my guy's music, man, as always. We tell you guys every week, he's one of the hottest rappers coming out of Montgomery County right now. Coming out of the whole DMV area right now, man. His new project, Why Stop Now, is out on all platforms. Make sure you guys are putting his name in on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, man. Give him my man. Um a like, a share for his music, man, because, you know what I'm saying, soon it's going to be too late, man. When, 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 once my guy blows up, man, it's going to be too late to hop on the bandwagon. So, you know what I'm saying, the auto bid, we've been telling you about this man for about two years. So go ahead and tap into his music, man, um, and make sure you guys are, are engaging with his content. And, of course, make sure you guys are tapping in with our content. You know what I'm saying? Give us a like, give us a rating, a share, hit that subscribe button. Uh, make sure you guys are engaging with our content on social media, man, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, our TikTok platform is live. We got some reels on there, there and on the on the IG page. Um, tap into that, man. Please make sure you guys are, are giving us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen to this music, man. I mean, to this podcast, excuse me, because um, it does go a long way in terms of getting this this episode out to the right people. But it is March, man. It's the first episode of the Auto Bid in March, man. It's conference tournament time. We've had a bunch of games going on, a bunch of games to look forward to, man. It's the best month of the year, man. So. How you doing, Drew? I'm doing good, man. You know, excited to get into these conference tournaments. It's going to be a lot of pandemonium going on in the next couple of weeks, man. So best time of the year for a college basketball fan. It sure is, man. Speaking of which, man, we got a great interview for you guys coming up later with Towson head coach Pat Scary and Terry Nolan, man, one of the Tigers' best players, man. Towson recently won the regular season in uh, the Colonial Athletic Association, man, for the first time in program history, man. They have never won the CAA regular season championship. Them. I mean, UNC Wilmington um, were tied atop the league at 15 and three. So Towson gets the, the tiebreaker um, by way of their sweep over Hofstra, who was the third seed in the conference tournament. So kudos to Pat Scary, who, who recruited Drew and I way back in the day in high school, man. And we, we got to talk about uh, that magical season for Towson uh, in an interview that we can get to you guys later today, man. But like Drew said, man, there's been a bunch of games um, that they have taken place, man. So you want to get you guys caught up uh, on those. And then we're going to hop into our week 17 mid-major rankings, the last one of the regular season. But uh, before we get to the rankings, man, Drew, what, what, let, let's just tell the viewers, you know what I'm saying? What, what, what's been going on, man? Yeah, man. Like we said, man, it's, it's crazy because it is conference tournament time. There are games being played. There are seasons that are ending right now as we speak, man, to, uh, I guess, you know, I guess we'll start with the NEC, you know, NEC, it wasn't that exciting, you know, so I guess we, we can start with that first because it went chalk pretty much in the quarterfinals. Number one seed, Brian defeated ninth seed Central Connecticut State. 
Number two seed Wagner advanced with the victory over St. Francis, Pennsylvania. Three seeded LIU advanced to semifinals with the win over Sacred Heart. And four seeded Mount St. Mary's uh, defeated five seed St. Francis, Brooklyn. So, like I mentioned, the NEC went uh, pretty much chalk with all of the top four seeds all advanced. Um, however, the Big South, we got to talk about that, man, because I mean, that, that conference tournament has already been absolutely crazy, absolute pandemonium, uh, beginning with Charleston Southern, who won on a buzzer beater uh, over, well, first of all, they were they were the, the 12th seed entering the Big, Big South tournament, and they got a win over fifth seed at UNC Asheville, 79-78 on a putback. Charleston Southern only had two Division I wins entering this game. They were 1-15 in Big South play. And they got a win over five seed UNC Asheville, you know. So that's, I mean, that's that, that's March at its finest, you know, upsets at its finest. North Carolina AT was also able to get a win over Radford. Obviously, this is their first year in the Big South after coming to the coming to the Big South from the MIAC. They're gonna be heading to the CAA pretty soon. So they were able to get their first Big South tournament victory over Radford. Seven seed at high point defeated 10 seed Hampton 84 to 77. And then uh six seeded Campbell was able to squeak out a win over 11-seeded Presbyterian, 72-75 in a double overtime game, man. So the Big South is definitely producing the popcorn and the fireworks early. We're also underway in the OVC where 5th-seed Tennessee State advanced over 8-seed SIU Edwardsville and 7th-seed Tennessee Tech got a win over 6-seed Austin P out of the OVC. Now we're going to head to the Sun Belt where um, eight-seeded Louisiana was able to get a win over nine-seed UT Arlington. 12-seeded Little Rock was able well, – actually, I, excuse me. 12-seeded Little Rock is actually playing South Alabama right now. Um, and they actually had to leave 42-36 at halftime. So that game is actually going on as we, we, we are recording this podcast. So, you know, we'll see what ends up going down there. But like I said, man, conference tournaments are underway. There are people who are advancing. There are upsets. There are people see who are ending, so I'm sure there's there are some tears going down. But like we said, man, this is March, you know, so this is what we kind of expect this time of the year. Yeah, man, listen, man, as my guy John Rothstein says, you know, there are people that are planning family vacations in March, man. I, I don't want any part of those people in, in their lives, man, because these, uh, these games are must-see TV right now, man. And like, like Drew said, man, the Big South has been absolutely pandemonium. Shout out to Tajay Kelly, uh, scored 24 points for Charleston Southern in that win and drilled the game winner um, to, for Charleston Southern to beat uh, UNC Asheville um, in, in that first round matchup. Yeah, man, actually a, a score update too, man. Little Rock actually still has the lead over South Alabama 50, I mean, excuse me, 48 to 43. There's 13, well, about actually 12 minutes left uh, in that game now, so we're approaching the under 12 media timeout. So, I mean, that would be a 12-5 upset if Little Rock was able to pull that off over South Alabama, uh, we'll see if they can finish it off in these last 12 minutes. But, you know, it could be another potential upset out of the Sun Belt coming soon. Hey, man, listen, uh, Richie Riley is a friend of the podcast. We've, we've had him on uh, last last offseason, man. So hoping that those guys can pull out over there, man. But like you said, man, it's March. So there will be upsets, man. There, there will be upsets. So, you know, definitely stay tuned as we follow that, follow that game. Um but I mentioned earlier, man, we also dropped our week 17 top 25 mid-major rankings, man, the last rank rankings of the regular season. These are going to be the last rankings that we'll get until Selection Sunday. Uh, after the conference tournaments, we'll put out our final uh, mid-major rankings of the of the year. Um, and then, obviously, once the, the madness ensues in March, 
um, then we'll we'll go ahead and you know and, and enjoy that. But um, one more record coming for you guys. We, we actually might wait till after the tournament. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, just just in case one of these guys wants to advance to the elite eight or something like that. You know, what I'm saying you don't don't want to have have a team in at, at 25 and then they go to the final four. But you know, we'll 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 see what happens, man. Definitely definitely gonna do uh, one more ranking. Either gonna come on selection Sunday or uh, after. You know, it's all said and done. Once the last mid major team loses, they know Gonzaga is not a mid major, so they will not be included in our rankings if they do indeed win it all. Um, but uh, like I said earlier, man, week 17 rankings. We got uh, the state number one, Murray State, is, is cemented at number one after they absolutely dog walked Belmont uh, in, in the OVC. Uh, St. Mary's, after their huge win over Gonzaga, moves. From number three to number two, man, we, we had to supplant North, North Texas there, even, even though North Texas is is extremely hot, playing some great basketball out of Conference USA. Uh, anytime you beat the number one team in the country, you know, that deserves respect. So uh, we, had, we, had, we had to jump North Texas and put St. Mary's at number two. But we mentioned North Texas, they've won 14 straight games. So, you know, top three, top three is no slouch. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Grant McCaslin um, and, and North Texas for what they've been doing this season, man. Certainly going to be a team that's going to be dangerous come March. Boise State, uh, fresh off of their Mountain West regular season championship. They come in at number four uh, in this week's ranking. South Dakota State, after surviving a scare from Oral Robertson, what was a, an absolute thriller um, last week um, in, in the summer league, man. South Dakota State comes in um, at number five. They have now run their win streak to 18 and are 27 and four on the year, which is unbelievable, man. 18 and 0 in the regular season in the summer league. Um, that hasn't been done in, in, in the history of the league, if I'm not mistaken. I, I know I saw Jeff Goodman tweet, tweet something about this this week. I don't know if it's, if it's, if it hasn't been done or if it hasn't been done in a long time, but um, nonetheless, um, historic season there for Eric Henderson and South Dakota State, man. So they're at number five this week. Number six, San Diego State after a huge, huge win. If you listen to last week's podcast, I spoke at length about San Diego State um, and the importance of, of that game against Wyoming, man. They were able to go and get a road win um, at Wyoming. Huge for them in, in their tournament resume, man. They, they should be safely um, inside the field of 68 at this point in time, man, barring something unforeseen. They're, they're going to play Fresno State and Nevada to close the year. So, you know, and then they obviously have the Mountain West tournament. So, Barring something unforeseen, they should be hearing their name called on Selection Sunday, and the four-bid Mountain West is looking alive and well uh, right now. So kudos to San Diego State for that. They come in at number six in, in our poll. Davidson, out of the A-10, uh, at number seven. They are no longer the lone A-10 uh, team in this poll, man. And we'll get to the, the other A-10 team that joined the poll a little bit later. But um, A-10, regular season champions. Davidson, they're at number seven uh, in this poll. Number eight, Colorado State. Number nine, Wyoming. Number 10, Iona. Uh, out of the MAC uh, is coming in at number 10. Number 11, the CAA regular season champion, Towson Tigers, man. Kudos to Pat Scary uh, for the job that he's done. We mentioned that we mentioned him earlier. We talk a lot about, about them after this in our interview with Coach Scary, but first time in program history, they, they won the CAA. Um, and the CAA obviously is an amazing lead this year. I believe we, they're up to 12th best conference in the country um, at this point in time. So kudos to Towson coming in at number 11 uh, on the rankings this week. 12 is Vermont after winning their American East regular season championship. 13, Northern Iowa, who beat Lola Chicago to win the Missouri Valley. So we, get, we had a bunch of regular season champions um, uh, uh, for, in the top half of our poll. Northern Iowa comes in at number 13 this week. Kent State uh, is playing some outstanding basketball in the MAC. They're at 14. Toledo is 15. VCU, the second team out of the Atlantic 10, comes in at 16 this week. San Francisco at 17. UAB, 18. Loyola Chicago comes in at 19, Belmont's at 20, Chattanooga, the regular season champions in the SOCON, they're at 21, New Mexico State, 
out of the whack is in tw- is 22nd there in place to win the regular season championship. I don't believe that, they, that they've clinched yet since they still have some games to play, but likely going to be the regular season champion in the whack. They're at 22. 23 is Princeton. They're going to have an opportunity to, to win a regular season championship. They're going to play UPenn this weekend at the Palastra. Huge game for them. If they lose, and they'll be tied with Yale. I'm not really sure how the tiebreaker is going to go, but um, currently Princeton is in the driver's seat in the Ivy League. They're at 23. Norfolk State, regular season champions in the MEAC for the second straight year. They're at 24. And Bryant, regular season champions out of the NEC. Shout out to my guy, Peter Kiss. Shout out to my guy, Charles Pry, PC Hoops and Lumming. Of course, Coach Jared Grasso um, at Bryant, who secured his first 21 season in program history uh, with last night's win uh, in the NEC championship, in the NEC tournament over Central Connecticut State. They have now won 20 wins for the first time in program history. Grasso is certainly going to be uh, a guy who's going to hear his name buzzing in a lot of the coaching carousel rumors this offseason. Obviously, UMass has already opened um, that rumor that URI might open. I think he'd be a great candidate for either one of those jobs. So kudos to Jared Grasso and Bryant uh, for the job that he's done this season there. And you know, they're going to have a tall task um, coming up awaiting them. They're going to get a rematch of last year's NEC title game. They're going to play Mount St. Mary's in the semifinals um, of the NEC championship. The NEC is going to be a fun league. We're going to talk a little bit about that later, but uh, some great semifinal matchups between them and Mount St. Mary's and Wagner uh, and LIU uh, in, in that league. For sure, man. Definitely looking forward to the NEC playoffs, man. I know uh, Coach, Coach Engelstad at Mount St. Mary's is not going to be ducking no smoke, you know, as he said earlier. He was looking forward to playing Brian. Obviously, they beat them last year in the tournament. So and I know Brian is going to be looking forward to kind of get some get back uh, for losing on that home court last year, man. So definitely excited to see how that pans out, man. I know, um, you know, also there's obviously some, uh, you know, NEC drama here with the Player of the Year award and things like that. So I know Peter Kiss and those guys over at Brian are going to be super motivated to kind of um, right those wrongs, I guess. You know, but I think, you know, Alex Morales definitely was um, a deserving candidate, you know, with with, with uh, the season that he put together at Wagner. So definitely got to give him a shout out for winning Player of the Year and Defensive Player of the Year um, in the NEC this year, man. So, you know, hats off to him, man. Yeah, I want to say this while we're on the podcast because obviously um, I, I had some, some tweets out on Twitter the other day about, you know, Peter Kirsten. And I think he should have won the award, like flat out. I think anytime you're the leading scorer in the country, um, and you're also on a regular season champion in that league, he averaged 28 points per game in NEC play. Like that is, I don't think many people quite understand how ridiculous that is for somebody to be averaging day near 30 points a game in their league. Like that, that's that's ridiculous. And the next, the next closest player um, averaged 21 points per game, and that was Ty Flowers from LIU. Next person after that uh, was Peter Chris's teammate, Charles Pride, who averaged 20. And then you had Alex Morales, who's right right under Charles Pride. I think he's at about like 19.8, 19.9, somewhere, somewhere in there. So we'll, we'll say 20, but fourth leading scorer. And obviously, he, he is a better rebounder than Pete. They're both great passers. Um, obviously, Morales is a better defensive player. And so, obviously, no disrespect to Alex Morales. Obviously, he won it last year. And um, great, great guy, great player. But I do think that, that the NEC got this one wrong. But, you know, there were there were some factors that led into that that we won't have to discuss on, on this podcast. But uh, just for a little stab, uh, I was going back and forth with Ryan Peters, who's the NEC writer. And the last person to lead the country in scoring and not winning player of the year in their respective leagues uh, was Tyler Harvey in 2014. He led the country in scoring, played at Eastern Washington, who won the Big Sky uh, regular season championship. Um, but he didn't win the player of the year in the league. And, that was the only time that's happened in the last decade. So just some, some context there. Um, that doesn't happen often. And I think Peter Kiss was certainly deserving of the award in that league. But kudos to Alex Morales and, and the job, you know, that he's done this season. And I hope we get a rematch. I hope we get Peter Kiss, Alex Morales, part three in, in the championship game because it, it, it's split the regular season series. 
um, Wagner won on their home court and Bryant won on their home court. So the, 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 the rubber match would be must-see TV and it would be at Bryant. So, you know, Peter Chris told me that if that does happen, he, he's going to, he's going to, you know, he's going to, he's going to be super locked in on, on that one. So I hope we get that matchup um, between Wagner and Bryant in the NEC championship. And if it does, I'll definitely be tuned in. Yes, sir, man. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have my popcorn ready for, for that matchup for sure, man. So, you know, hopefully hopefully we get it. Because we didn't get it last year and they were one and two, you know. So hopefully we get that this year, man. We can see the, the two best teams in the NEC over the last two years. Honestly, battle it out to see, you know, uh, who's 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 going to reign supreme, man. And it should be fun. For sure. I, I also would say I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing a Brian LIU matchup either because obviously that first <laughs> matchup went crazy with, with uh, you know, the brawl and the suspensions and everything. And then in the game, the follow-up game at LIU was wild too. I think Pete had like 36, something crazy. And they were a whole, whole bunch of trash talk. And LIU actually beat um, Brian in that game. So um, they also split the season series between LIU and Brian. So either way it goes, it, we'll, we'll have some great basketball. And obviously, Mount St. Mary's and Coach Dan Ingolstadt, they, they won it last year. So either way, the, the, the semifinals and the finals are going to be a great weekend of basketball in the NEC. And, you know, as you can tell, Drew and I are, are definitely excited about the games and, and you know, uh, how they're going to end up shaking out. So looking forward to, to those matchups, man. But one team that, that we mentioned, we talked a lot about on this podcast, man, I've been covering them all year, um, is Towson, man. And they won their regular season championship in the CAA. Um, Coach Pat Scary was able to capture this for the first time in his tenure at, at uh, Towson. So we're going to get you guys over to the interview with Towson men's basketball head coach Pat Scary and Terry Nolan right now. All righty, guys. As promised, we are here with Coach Pat Scary and uh, senior guard Terry Nolan from Towson men's basketball, the CAA regular season champion uh, Towson men's basketball program. So first and foremost, um, congrats to you guys for that, for that accomplishment, man. Coach Scary, obviously – uh, me, you, and Drew go way back to 2013 when you were recruiting us and obviously had opportunity to cover you guys all year. And then Terry, it's, it's funny because uh, me and Drew obviously played at Coppin for our last year. I know they were recruiting you for a little bit when you left GW, but obviously you uh, turned down Coppin and turned down Coach Gary, you know, like to, to go to Bradley. But uh, at least you were able to write that wrong and, and, and come back. <laughs> and, and, and hey, hey I was- just... I just figured out all three of you guys got something in common. You all broke my heart recruiting at least one. <laughs> I repaired it though. Yeah, yeah, little, <laughs> It was good. They recruited on the on the second time around. Maybe you know we we, we didn't have a chance. We didn't have the chance. Facts, <laughs> facts, man. Well, well, true, man. We we better well start with that, man. I mean, for you, Terry. Obviously, you know you, you started your career at GW. Um, then obviously you know went to Bradley, and obviously you know you were able to return to to Towson for your grad year. What made you want to want to come back? Well, first of all, why did you say, say no the first two times? And then, you know, the, 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 the third time around, what made you want to come to Towson and, uh, and spend your last year there? Well, actually, the first time, Towson was in, like, my top four. Like, they were, like, like right there. Um, I For some reason, you know, I wanted to get away. So, like, having that experience of just leaving Baltimore, I kind of wanted to experience that a little bit. So I, I decided to actually go to Chattanooga, which was in Tennessee, but the coach had left there. Um, and I think that when I opened up my recruitment, it was kind of too late already for like me to come to Towson. I think they already had like a full roster. So then I just went up the hill, went to George Washington, um, left there the second time. I don't even know why I didn't choose Towson. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> I think because Bradley just came off with two, like one uh, conference tournament. And then they were like replacing some guards. And then I kind of like heard about their programs, like the grapevine. And then, yeah, but, you know, coming back the third time, I mean, like, you know, they say third time's a charm. So... <laughs> It definitely was the charm. <laughs> now, 
Coach Gary, man, I, I got to ask you, man. Obviously, you guys were, you know, just crowned the regular season champions in the CAA, man. And it's been a long journey for you um, from when you first took over the program. And, you know, your first season, you guys go 1-31. and 31. You know, the program was in the midst of a 41-game losing streak between the last regime and this regime. And I want to ask you, man, like, what does it mean to you um, to see the program from where it once was when you first took the job and then seeing where it is now being CAA regular season champions? Yeah, it means a lot. It's, uh, you know, I can't tell you how many former players and guys on staff have reached out and I've told them all the same. I hope they feel a little bit a part of it, you know, because um, it's it's not easy to do. Um, yeah, I certainly don't take it for granted. We've had a couple of second place finishes and three third place finishes, but it's, you know, you guys all played at high levels. It's really hard over a regular season to be, a champion there's just a lot that goes into it and, and to be honest for us with this year my players would tell you this we terry's our most valuable guy he's the straw that stirs a drink we didn't have him for a, a bunch of game that even speaks more to how, how much it means and you know it it it, it helps our university there, there's no question about it. it's why we came here um we'd never won a title in either the caa or the america east and then to be able to do it i watched him on the news the other night talking about he always looked up at the banner and, and, you know, it, it, it it's, it's touching to me. I, I'm such a good group of guys, fellas. I, I just, you know, obviously we know how we all want it to end, but I, I have such respect for these guys, what they've been able to do for us this year. Now for you, Terry, like you're a Baltimore guy, you know, and, and to be able to come home, you know, to Towson and, and win here uh, at, at this program, man, I mean, when that buzzer went off, you know, what did that moment mean to you? And, you know, what was going through your head when you guys, when you guys were able to get that win, uh, 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 a few days ago. I mean, honestly, it's just, it was just gratifying. Cause like, you know, you've been, in, you've been in college for five years. This is my fifth year. So like actually seeing all the work that you put in from the summertime until like in March, like it, it feels amazing. So like, and then coming at home for, and doing that, it, like it literally words can't even like express like the gratitude that I have to be able to, to break a 30 year curse. Like, I think this is kind of some of the things that kids, they dream of doing this for their hometown. And, you know, like me and Coach Scary, we had a relationship, you know, way before I even came, you know, back to Towson, like I said, the first time. And we've always been kind of tight. So, like, when I told him I wanted to come here, you know, like, we, we had that common goal. And he definitely believed in it probably more than I did, honestly. Now, Coach, man, I, I got to ask you, because you just mentioned it briefly, briefly on your last response about, you know, the, that, that goal, you know, obviously, you know, job's not finished, you know, the Baltimore goal is to get to the NCAA tournament, but um, I was listening to, to um, you know, a podcast and I was listening to kind of Chris Paul talk. And uh, he mentioned obviously last year, the Phoenix Suns, you know, they got to the NBA finals and they came up short. And um, this year, they obviously had the number one record in the NBA in the West, the Western Conference. And um, he mentioned that, you know, obviously their goal is to win the NBA championship, but there's, you know, and th there's um, an importance of celebrating kind of those small victories along the way to what your ultimate goal is. And uh, he mentioned, you know, them getting the number one seed. It meant that Monty Williams and the whole coaching staff was able to coach uh, in the All-Star game and how big that of accomplishment that was for him. You know, for you guys, obviously the goal is, like you mentioned, to, you know, win the NCAA, I mean, excuse me, win the CAA, get to the NCAA tournament and go dancing. Um, but for you, man, how, how important is it for you to kind of celebrate this accomplishment, you know, celebrate this, the fact that you guys are the regular team champs in the CAA, uh, something that hasn't been done in, in Lord knows how long, man. Yeah, it's honestly, it's everything. It's why, you know, came to Towson. I'm not a guy that's going to put a lot of personal stuff out there or, or jump around, but our, our players know, know that. I mean, just how, how much it means to, to all of us. It, 
you know, people forget we, we've won 20 more games than a year ago. I mean, that that's never been done. Um, and it, it's just been, you know, sometimes like if you have a hundred practices, like you can think about, Oh man, coach was tripping. The guys weren't ready. This is some tough practices. If we've had one and a half days that have been bad practices, I, I, I can't name them. It's just been all summer, um, all fall, you know, the guys that returned good players, healthy, and then, the transfers led by Terry, they're really good players, but they are phenomenal teammates. I mean, these guys are just like the best. And, and, and so what that's done for me now moving forward is it, it's caused me to reflect on what we're going to continue to do. Not just you, you got to have some talent, but the, the type of teammates that these guys have been have really made me think differently. And I appreciate that. Now, Coach, I have to ask you this because, you know, the way that you guys were able to win the CAA was very bizarre because obviously that <laughs> game, you know, was, was a continuation of a game that started on January 27th and was suspended with 18 minutes and 42 seconds left in the, in the game due to the unsafe floor conditions were, were the turn that we, were, that we were told. And obviously you resumed that game down nine uh, versus Delaware and was able to come back and win. But what was the prep like? Because, like, obviously, you know, on a normal game day, you've got the scouting, you know. What, what was the prep like? Obviously, now now we're in hindsight. Can you just walk me through what, what that prep was like going into that game? So, one, there was no coaching done, okay? Let's get that straight. <laughs> Two, we, it was a quick turnaround. We, we know Dello is very talented and well-coached. So, we have a quick turnaround. And I when we had walkthrough on Sunday – because uh, we played really, really well at James Madison. I mean, probably the best we've played all year. And um, so I told our guys, look, we're going to change. Because the game's already in the second half, you know, um, you know, Terry's going to start, you know. And quite honestly, I told the guys the other day that, and they all know it, Terry's our key guy, but he's like, let's just keep the rhythm as it is. So we go through the whole walkthrough, and then I'm sitting in the office. He calls me and says, uh, yeah, I don't want to start because I like bringing, I like amplifying the energy was his quote when I, when I come in. <laughs> so I was sitting, I think with coach Clark, I said, all right. Um, all right. That's fine. The only thing is we can't, we can't wait long. There's, there's already 18. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I said, but go ahead. Tell, tell them you go ahead, tell the guys, tell the veterans and, and that's what we'll, we'll do. And then I thought it was going to be a grind, you know, cause you're worried in that game. Like what happens if you don't, you miss a couple of shots. There's still a lot of time to make a run. So I was you know, going, and, and then it was the strangest thing. Like we're watching the thing, man. And they, they throw a surprise zone. There's one pass and Gibby fires one from like 27. Then, then it's like the roof blew off. And, and then, you know, he subbed in about 45 seconds, steals it. Now we're up on I me. Mean, that, that was like lickety split fast. You know, I mean, one thing I'll say, like just being there, cause when, when, when I walked in, um, I was a little bit late, but when I walked in, like, I don't know what just happened, but the, the the crowd was going crazy. And then I sat down, and um, that's when I saw uh, Terry got, got the steal pass. I think it was, was a Cam, and, and Cam got the dunk, I, I want to say. Um, but for you, Terry, I mean, I, for you, what was it like? Because you, you didn't play in that first game. Like, you you weren't even – you were inactive. And then coming in, like, what, what was your mindset coming into the game? Obviously, Coach was walking us through. You not wanting to start I me mean, – what went into that to that choice for you of not wanting to start and wanting to come on, come off the bench and then, you know, just playing the last 15 minutes of that basketball game, you know, just kind of walk me through what that game was like for you. 
Like so, um, in the beginning of the season, we kind of had a tendency to start a little slow and then dig dig deeper. Then later towards the game, but you know, like towards I would say like the last ten games, I don't think that we've actually kind of started slow. Um, so like I didn't really didn't was no need for me to switch it up. I had like faith in all my guys, especially Antonio, because I usually sub in for him and guard their best player also. So like. I usually feed off of him, if I'm being honest. I see how he's picking up the basketball, his aggressiveness, how he's locked in. So I literally just fed off of that, and I feed off my teammates, literally, though. Coming out coming out the game, you know, coming in the game, it's honestly, it was just – it was easy. Like, <laughs> like, we all were locked in. We all knew what was at stake. And so I felt as though we were really together. We all knew we had that common goal, and we just had to play harder than at the end of the day. Now, Coach Gary, obviously you guys have the, the conference tournament now on the horizon. What is it going to take for you guys to be able to kind of replicate what you guys have been able to put together in the regular season and put it together uh, in the CAA tournament and cut down the nets, uh, punch your guys to get to the, to the big dance? Yeah, I mean, it won't be easy. Our guys know that. They they respect that. They respect all the teams, you know. I mean, heck, we might play Northeast, and they, that's our last loss. Now, we didn't have Terry, but but our guys are keenly aware of that. I, 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 the focus is on our execution and our energy, um, we, we've talked a lot about that on and off the floor. Our guys know that those are choices that, you know, in, uh, directly affect performance. And, and so, you know, as cliche as that sounds like that, that's what we will, that's what we'll lock in on. I mean, like the one thing that's been good about, we've been beat, we've been beat this year. Um, we certainly can get beat again, but the thing I've been proud of is to beat us. You, you usually got to beat us. you got to play you got to play close to 40 minutes and that's the most important thing a coach can ask for. And the, you know, these guys do play the game the right way. You know how like sometimes you play on an AU team or a men's league team and our guys really enjoy playing with each other. I know that like Terry's a guy that can play for a long time professionally. And we have some other guys like that. They'll always remember playing with this group, how enjoyable uh, it is. And you can tell that big, by the way, the ball moves, you know, and, and it's just, it, it's fun to watch. Now, Terry, for you, coming coming in as a fifth-year guy, and you weren't the only one, you, uh, Cam Holden, Antonio Rizzuto, all transferring along with whether Chase Parr from GW. I mean, obviously, Drew and I were grad transfers all last year. We came in with two other guys, a guy from Tennessee State, another guy from Rob Morris. And oftentimes, you have guys coming in um, that expect to, you know, come in and have these big years, right? Could be coming in like, oh, man, I'm coming here because I'm trying to kill and get paid, you know what I'm saying, and go, and go make money. Then you got guys, obviously, that were in the program the year before, you know, Jason and Charles and Juwan. You know, that all have, have, you know, played big minutes and played big roles in the program, you know, for years before you guys got there. I mean, you guys have all, Coach Gary talked about it all year, how you guys have just, you know, all sacrificed and have all been, you know, quite frankly, just, just fun to be around. But what are the, what are the conversations look like, you know, coming in as, as a transfer, knowing that, all right, like, yo, I'm trying to get paid next year. And also knowing, like, yo, man, we all got to be able to sacrifice and, 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 and you know, if we want to win, we all got to maybe, you know, take a step back. Like your leading score averages 14 points a game, but you guys got five guys that are averaging between 10 and 14, you know, and then um, obviously Antonio is at eight and Juwan is at six and a half. So really your top seven guys are all averaging between about seven and 14 points. So it took, speak to me a, a, a little bit um, about that that aspect of you guys' team this year. All right. So, yeah, we, we came in um, and we really had the mindset that, you know, regardless of wins, losses, how practice go, we dictate our energy from the beginning. Um, and it kind of started like in the summertime, like I came in with the mentality that, OK, I, my goal is to bring out the best in everybody. And how do you do that by being together? 
if we're in a weight room and someone's hitting the max, I'm over there, I'm their biggest hype man. I'm shaking their hand. And it's literally just like building a culture at the end of the day. Because I was actually telling my girl about this, like, if you think about it, it's like a small percent in the world that plays college basketball. So obviously you're here for a reason. From there, it's just about being the best team that you can be and bringing that 1% out in everybody. And so that's what I kind of did, just kind of, you know, by being myself, I, I feel as though I help guys shine into their light, be very confident in being themselves and place their strengths. And so that's all we really just been doing this entire, you know, fall up into the spring into now is just trying to play to our strengths. You know, you know what, just to interrupt him on that is he, him and Antonio, especially right away in the summer from day one, always dapping guys up and Nick Timberlake was late in joining us because he had mouth surgery in, in the summer. And if you read some stuff of him, when he came back, he told people after two days, he was like, these dudes are just different. Like they just, it, 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 it was really, really seamless. But you see that in guys like Terry, like, you know, Terry's going to play professionally. He's really gifted. But the, the thing that people don't always notice that like professional guys have said to me is his assist to turnover ratio is unbelievable. Like we, we have guys that understand what, translates it into winning which is ultimately what you need to do if you want to be successful uh, coach man i mean obviously bro listen i've tell you the averaging four assists and one turnover per game so you know just just, just kind of I think, it's, I think it's five or six in the country right now something like that yeah it's amazing um that coach man, obviously this isn't the first time that we we've, we've interviewed you man i mean we, we had you guys on last season we had a bunch of games last year and and obviously we had you on you talked a bunch ace has been to a bunch of your guys games this year um, what do you think has been, if you could say, you know, pick one thing and like, yo, you know, this is the reason why this team this year was able to accomplish this feat. Like, what would you say that was? Their intent, you know, just the type of guys. And then on the court, it, it's the, the ball movement. Um, I think that clearly defines this team more, more than, certainly more than any team I've had here. Now, Fute, before we get off, man, you're, you're holding your baby girl uh, you know, in your lap. So I just want to get, can I give you a second to kind of talk about, you know, what, what she's meant to you, how she's kind of Im impacted your mindset and your play on the court. And, you know, just how, how having her around has, has you know, impacted you uh, this year. Right. Um, well, <laughs> as soon as she was born, like instantly I was changed. Like just seeing that process of, of someone delivering a baby, it does something to you. I don't know what it does, but like I was literally changed immediately. Um, but then, you know, just I'm her role model. Like I'm like the first male that she's going to find love from the first male that she's going to see do basically everything. And so just having that perspective, it kind of makes me be the best version of myself every day. Um, I can't, you know, like I really can't control a lot of things in this world. But one thing I can control is how I act, how I respond to situations. And, you know, like I said, just me trying to be that role model for her as someone, you know, she can look up to, she can try to emulate someone she can go to, someone she can be comfortable with. I was just trying to instill that in myself. That way she would be the best version of herself. Now, now Coach, man, I can't let you off the hook, man, because, um, you know, obviously, you know. You just, you, just, you just got the answer why we won. I mean, you hear the other guy? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's, that's not what I was going to ask. That's not what I was going to ask, man, you know. Because, you know, obviously, after you guys, you guys won the regular season championship. It was a post-game interview. And, you know, guy Terry, Terry here said that, you know, he thinks that this is probably the best Towson team in history, you know. So <laughs> I got to ask you, Coach, I mean, you've been here for a bunch of teams. 
is this your best team that you've had at Towson? Like, because I mean, I guess you, you can't really fairly speak for the teams that, you know, 20, 30 years ago, I guess, like that. You know, there have been some teams, I mean, 1991 went to the NCAA tournament. So I'm, I'm sure they'll have something to say about that. But I guess we'll let you speak on the teams that you've coached. Is this your best team that you've had at Towson? I believe it's the best team that's ever played at Towson. And wow. I do. That's not a knock on some of the other good teams. I, I, I think for two, I think for two reasons. One, you know, hopefully this this would be the cherry on the top, right? We got to try to win this week, and we know that. Um, but you know, we we won the regular season title, and this is the best league that our university's ever played in. I mean, you woke up this morning; our league is rated the twelfth best, twelfth best in the country out of thirty one leagues, and our program was rated fifty ninth in the net this morning out of three hundred fifty eight teams. So. Those guys have done that. Um, I'm sure a couple of guys like Benjamin and Domus will call me and give me a hard time after they watch your stuff. But uh, those are great teams. There's been there's some great teams before that too. But um, I just, I think what these guys have been able to do and and um, you know I, just, I even think back early in the year like we 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 lost a war to San Francisco who's as good a mid major team in the country. We didn't have Gibson, Rizzuto, or Gray. Like we 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 played shorthanded in quite quite a few games. Okay. Hey man, I, I think I think that's probably a good note to end on. If you, if you ask me, man, you 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 heard Coach Gary, you heard you heard Terry Nolan after the game. You heard Coach Gary Gary today, man. But um, obviously, you know, me and Drew are extremely proud of you guys, man. It's been great. It's been super fun watching you guys all year, man. And uh, they're definitely wishing you guys the best down in DC. I'll be there. Um, wish you guys the best. So um, thank you for coming on today, man. And best of luck as you guys, um, you know, try to to, to uh, get the ring uh, down in DC. You guys keep doing what you've been doing. You know, as former players and young guys, it's great. So, you, you know, a lot of people follow you. Keep it up. Thanks so much, Coach. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you, fellas. All righty, guys. That was Pat Scary and Terry Nolan, man. You heard him, man. Best team in Towson history, man. That That, that is a, a bold statement, man, because obviously Towson has had some great teams over the years, man. Our guy Byron Huggins and Mike Morsell, two DMV guys, they, they, they had some great teams there. Obviously, Jarrell Benjamin, the transfer from Georgetown, had some great years there. And, you know, Pat Scary's been there for a while, man, and, and people don't understand quite how bad that program was when, when he took that over, man. They were the worst team in Division One, you know, when he took over that job. Like, like, like Drew mentioned in the podcast, they had lost, like, 40-something straight games at, at one point in time, man. Like One straight. 41 straight games, man. That, that, that's unbelievable, man. And, to, to, to take that, man, it, it takes time, man. You can't – it's not something that's going to happen overnight, man. A lot of coaches, especially at the high major level, they, you know, get, get canned after three, four years. But, you know, Scary could have probably got, gotten canned a bunch of times now, man. I'm glad that administration stuck by him, you know, and, 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 and you know, they're reaping the benefits of, of their investment, man, because Pat Scary is truly one of the best coaches in the business, in my opinion, man, and a lot of respect to him. And a lot of respect to Terry Nolan, man. He's, he's, he, he seems like a great guy, great person, great kid. Great head on his shoulders, man. And um, obviously, you know, it was a pleasure to have both of them on the podcast this week. But uh, it, it's time for our favorite segment of the week, the craziest thing we saw. So I, I, I'll go ahead and uh, I'll toss the Drew to, to start this one off. Yeah, man, I'm going back to the Big South tournament, man, and that, and that upset in Charleston Southern over UNC Asheville, man. I think that, you know, that's especially, one, I think the way that it happened, that upset, because – it happened on a on a on a buzzer beater where I believe it was like a uh an air ball, like a missed jumper from the corner, and then dude gets a tip in, man, uh down by one point, and they ride off into the sunset, man. But you know, they only have two division one wins for the entire season leading into the conference tournament. And then to pull off that type of game in the conference tournament man, just shows you how unpredictable 
March is, man. And a lot of these teams, man, you know, I think you got to go in, all right, you know, we might have an easy one here in this first round. Like, you can't you can't take your foot off the gas at all, you know. So, for me, man, that was definitely the crazy thing that, that, that I saw this week, man. But like I said, man, this is March, so this is what we come to expect. You know, for sure, man. That, that definitely was crazy. And the whole the whole Big South tournament yesterday was crazy, man. You had two overtime games, one double overtime game, and then obviously the only thing that wasn't was obviously the game winner between Charleston Southern and UNT Asheville. So we, we mentioned obviously Tajay Kelly uh, with that game winner, man. So the Big South is, is on one right now. So next round of games are on Friday, man. So going to have some good ones on Friday as well. NCAA and in Longwood and Charleston Southern and South Carolina Upstate, Winthrop High Point and Campbell Gardner Webb. So if you like madness, make sure you're tuning in to the Big South on Friday. All four of those games will be on ESPN Plus at noon, 2, 6, and 8 o'clock. So all all day, man, you're going to have some madness in the Big South, man. But it's time for me and Drew to, to, to give you guys uh, – me and Drew are going to dive into the four conferences here. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's, there's a bunch of mid-major leagues, but we picked four um, that, that, that we thought were, were extremely intriguing, man, to dive into. And we're going to give you our favorite, our sleeper, uh, and an upset – a team that's on upset alert um, in all 40 leagues. We're going to do the CAA, the A-10, the MAC, and the Missouri Valley. So – We'll kick it off with the CA. You know, since, since we just started um, with, with, with Towson men's basketball in the interview, we'll, we'll start with what's up the CA, and I'll, I'll talk to you, Drew. Who who is your favorite? Who is your sleeper? And, and what team is on upset alert in the CAA? Yeah, man. You know, I feel like I, you know, we just had Coach Gary on the podcast. You know what I'm saying? And, and I can't pick nobody else, man. You know, so I'm gonna go Towson as my favorite, um, mainly because of I think that that they're having a Cinderella season this year. I know that, that, that those guys are going to be motivated, you know, to, to finish it off with the NCAA tournament berth. Plus, you know, those guys hang their hat on defense. You know, Coach Scare has always been a guy who hangs his hat on defense and rebounding. And um, I think that, that those two things are, are something that's, that's going to travel. You know, when you're on neutral court, you can't always bring a jump shot with you, you know, but you can bring your defense with you and your rebounding with you and your toughness with you. And those are three things that I know you can rely on with Towson. For my sleeper, I'm going to go with Hofstra, man. This is a team that's Super, super talented. Uh, we all know about, you know, the backcourt and Jalen Ray, Aaron Estrada, and Zach Cooks. And I think that when you have that type of offensive firepower, um, you know, I think that, that there's something to be said, man. I, I think that, you know, you know, those guys have a lot of opportunity, man, to, to, to go off. You know, if you, if you need a basket, we all know Aaron Estrada is somebody who can go and create, create his own offense. Um, so I think that that's something that's just dangerous, you know. Um, upset alert, I'm going to have to go UNC Wilmington. Um, only reason I would say that is because, you know, obviously they finished child with Towson at the top of the CA. Um, and I think that when it comes to these conference tournaments, it rarely goes chalk. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's always usually upsets, one seeds, two seeds, losing things like that, man. So, um, the reason why I, I decided to go with Towson, obviously, as, as my favorite, is because their defense and their rebounding travels. But um, I think that there's going to be upset in one or two seed is going to go down. And if I had to pick one of the two, um, I'm going to go with UNC Wilmington. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I definitely, I definitely, I definitely am going to agree with you um, that Towson is the favorite, and I, I think you know they, they are they are the most well-rounded team in the CA, and, and it's not close. They're the best offensive efficiency team uh, in, in the conference, and they're the best uh, in defensive efficiency in, in the league. I mean, they have a top forty offense in the, in the entire country right now. They're they're thirty fourth in the country in offensive efficiency. Uh, they're just outside the top one hundred in the country in defensive efficiency at one hundred two. Um, they're eighth in the country in offensive rebounding percentage, and they're thirteenth in steal percentage, man. And they shoot almost 37% from the three-point line, man. I mean, they're right now they're 52nd in the country in three-point percentage, man. So 
They have a, an elite offense, a top 40 offense, a top 100 defense. They're top 40 in the country in three-point shooting. Uh, excuse me, top 50 in the country in three-point shooting. They're going to offensive rebound, um, and they're going to defend you, man. So I think Towson is, is, is you know, without doubt, the favorite. Um, this, this is Pat Scary's best shooting team. This is his best passing team. But they do it on both sides of the floor, man. And they really have, have a lot of depth. They have a lot of experience, man. As you heard in that interview, man, they have a lot of guys that are just selfish. And that want to win, man, that know how to win. Uh, we know old wins in college basketball, man. And, and Pat Scary has that. Um in 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 um obviously uh Terry Nolan, Antonio Rizzuto, Jason Gibson, Charles Thompson, Nick Timberlake, um, all those guys now and, and, and have, have been in college basketball for a long time and they have won games um at a very high level, man. For my sleeper, I'm gonna go Delaware, man. And this is a team that I think obviously was picked first in the league. Um they finished with the fifth seed. Obviously, they, they dealt with a lot of injuries. They've had Dylan Painter out of the lineup. Um they, they've had a little bit of a tough run of the run of the muck, man. But when they're healthy, they are they are one of the most talented teams in the, in the conference, man. I obviously had a chance to see them versus Towson, man. And, you know, their team, they have great guards. You talk about Kevin Anderson, um, Ryan Allen, and Jermaine Nelson Jr., man. All three of those guys are, are, are you know, great guards, man. I think I think between Delaware, UNC Wilmington, Towson, and Hofstra, I mean, all four of those teams have great backcourt. You know, each team has has guys that, that are that are electric in terms of, you know, getting the ball off the balance and scoring. But um, Delaware also has an elite presence in the paint, and Dylan Painter, man, a transfer from Villanova. I think he's somebody that can that can really um, have his way um, in the CAA, man. And um, so I, I think Delaware is a team that, that I would have to watch, um, and, and they're going to be my sleeper um, in the CAA. And for a team that's an upset alert, man, it's, it's going to be crazy because I'm actually going to pick Towson for this, man, because I think Towson, um, they're going to play the winner of the Northeastern and William & Mary game. And, we're, and Northeastern is a team that's given this team fits over the years. I mean, after we saw – Last year, what Tyson Walker and those guys did last year uh, um, in, in Baltimore against um, Towson. But this year, um, Northeastern was the last team to beat Towson. They beat them 58-53 uh, back on February 5th. Um, Towson only beat them by three back in, in January. They beat them 70-67. So they played two close games against um, William and, against, me, against Northeastern, man. So should Northeastern beat uh, William and Mary, man, obviously – uh, we know Coach Gary has, has had a great team before. We mentioned, man, they haven't made the tournament yet because they've, they've, they've struggled um, in, in the CAA Conference tournament, man. So the reason of the team, man, they're extremely well coached, man. Bill Cohen is one of the best in the business. So uh, I'm, I'm putting Towson on, on upset alert uh, because I think that matchup with Northeastern could is, is something that, that is, is going gonna, is gonna to be interesting. So they're my team that's on upset alert um, in, in, the, in, the, in the CAA, but they're also obviously uh, my favorite in that league as well. So uh, – We'll, we'll now move on to the A-10, man. So, Drew, give, give, give me give me your rundown on, on the A-10. Yeah, man, for the A-10, I got to go Davidson as my favorite. Um, they've been the best team in the A-10 throughout the entire season. Um, and I think that, you know, we, we mentioned this before, but when it comes to March, you know, it's just so hard to to, to game plan against them against them in, in that system. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, once you get past, you know, that first round, you only have, like, one day prep. You know, granted, obviously, these teams that played Davidson before during the regular season, but – you know, when you're trying to prepare for that game on a short prep, um, it's, it's, it's extremely tough, man. So I think that Davidson is, is going to be my favorite. My sleeper team is probably going to be unpopular, but it's going to be the, the Bonnies. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, man, when you're a senior-laden team led by guys like Kyle Lofton and, 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 and Osun Osunyi, shout out to those PSA Hoops guys, man, you're never out of it. You know, this was a team that was ranked in the top 25 uh, in the beginning of the season, man. They were playing some great basketball. Um, so I'm always going to um, – I'm, I'm always going to, you know – have some faith in those guys that, you know, when it comes to conference tournament, obviously they're the defending A-10 champions. 
eight to ten tournament champions from last season. You know, so um, I think that they, 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 they're going to go in there with some swagger and confidence, and they're not going to be scared of anybody in the eight to ten tournament. So they're my sleeper. Upset alert. We got to go VCU, and despite the fact that they're, they're playing some great basketball right now, man, um, I think that when it comes to you know their struggles on offense, um, that could bode that could that could bode for for, for some trouble uh, in, in in the turn, man. If, if if you're on neutral court, you're going cold, you can't make shots. Uh, that's you know prime prime position for upset, man. So uh, those are my three picks for the A10. Wow, Drew, we, we actually agree, man. Me and you have the, the same exact three. I agree with you that Davidson's the favorite, man. Right, rightfully so, regular season champs. Uh, St. Bonaventure, I do read the sleeper, man. Anytime you're that experienced um, and they have the seniors, man, like all those guys are old, man. And, and you know, the one thing I worry about with them is, is you know, are they going to be tired, man? Because those guys, listen to this, their top five scores right now, Jalen Attaway averaged 16 points a game. He plays 38 minutes a game. Um, Jaron Holmes, second leading scorer. He averages 14, well, just under 14 points per game. Um, he's at 38 minutes per game. Kyle Lofton averages 13 points a game. He's at 38 minutes per game. Um, Dominic Walsh, the fourth leading scorer, averaging 12 a game. He's at 37 minutes per game. And then Asuna Suni obviously averages 11 and 8, and he's averaging 30 minutes a game. So their starters, they literally run their stars into the ground, man. And in a situation where you're going to have to win three, four games in a four, five-day period, you know, the only thing is with them is I wonder if you know, that's going to end up catching up to them because – you know, Coach Mark Schmidt has been un unapologetic about it. We, we asked him about it uh, when he came down to George Mason, man, and he was like, yo, like, this is what we do. We're, we're, we're conditioned for it, and, uh, you know, this I'm, I'm going to play my, my best player. I want my best players on the floor as much as possible. So, all right, man, listen, you know, to, to each their own, man. And also, I agree with you that VCU is the one that's on upset alert. Their offense isn't great, man. They're 246 in the country and offensive efficiency. They also turned over a bunch, man. They, they, they turned over – on 22% of their possessions, uh, which is 343rd uh, in D1, only 358 Division One teams. So they turn it over uh, some of the most in, in Division One. But I, I will say, like, they have, they, they play at an extremely slow tempo. So, you know, they, their percentage, of, they might not, they might not, their volume of turnovers might not be a lot. They might not be turning over 15, 16 times a game, but because they play at such a slow pace, um, one in every five of their possessions ends in a turnover, which is obviously less than ideal. Uh, they also foul a lot and they give up a ton of offensive rebounds. So, um, that's not a good recipe for, for success in the conference tournament as well. They are elite defensively, man. I mean, they're, they're fourth in the country in defensive efficiency, but, you know, obviously your, your defense travels, man, so that can carry you, but um, they're going to need it to be exponentially great uh, in, in, a, in a weekend. We, we talk about yet to win, you know, three, four games in a row in order to cut down the net. So I'm also putting VCU uh, on upset alert in, in, in the A-10. Yeah. Well, man, it's, it's, it's not, uh, not often that we agree, man, but uh... – I think we can move on to our, well, the conference that we probably know the best, and that's the MAC, man. So, Ace, man, give me your uh, your 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 MAC your MAC teams here. Yeah, this, this is no surprise to anyone. I'm sure we'll probably agree about this. I almost the favorite. Like they've won now, I believe five straight MAC tournaments that, that have been played. Uh, you know, the Rick Pitino at the helm. They've ran through the conference all year. After the, uh, Sean Paul was wrong, they did not go undefeated in in the MAC, and we told them they, that that they won it. But 16 and two is darn good. They're 24 and five on the mm -hmm. year. Um, and they're going to have at least probably one or two guys on the, on the first team, all, all Mac, obviously Tyson Jolly and Nelly Dwayne Joseph, probably both of those guys will probably end up on the first team if I had to guess. Um, Elijah Joyner will probably end up on the second or the third team in the Mac, um, and, and then their team that's going to be extremely dangerous. So they're, they're undoubtedly the favorite in the Mac. A sleeper team, is I'm going I'm to go with St. Peter's, man, and obviously their team that they ended up finishing in second, which was a surprise, man, but um, their team that has beat they, – they're the last team to beat Iona – in the MAC tournament, like the last time, obviously, it ended up being short-lived because we didn't we didn't get to see the fruits of their labor because 
Miss Rona came around and, and wrecked it, you know. But St. Peter's did beat Iona in that 2020 MAC tournament. Um, and they were, they were, they were, you know, nobody's gonna ever know, you know, how that tournament would have ended up. Um, because obviously St. Peter's, Sienna, both of those teams are extremely, extremely good, and they both, both of those teams would have actually had a chance to win it. But St. Peter's is a team we talked about that is elite defensively, man. They're, they're the best defensive team in the league. Um, first in defense efficiency, effective field goal percentage defense, turnover percentage, uh, two point percentage defense, three point percentage defense, and uh, first in steal percentage, second in block percentage, man. So they are literally elite in every single defensive category. Um, in, in, in the Mac, they do foul a lot on defense, but um, you know, I, I think that's something that Shaheen Holloway is okay with when you're playing that brand of basketball. They have Casey Nadefo, who is one of the best players in the league. Uh, he's having a he's he's having obviously a, a solid year. Last year, you know, he was appreciate appreciate he was defensive player of the year in, in the league uh, last season. And this year, he's not having you know this, this, the type of year statistically that he had last year. Only averaging ten point six rebounds and two assists, but he's also averaging nearly three blocks and one steal per game. So that guy does it all, man. He's an elite rim protector at the rim, man. And I think their team, obviously, super well coached. Shane Holloway is, is 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 you know doing an outstanding job with that program. So they're gonna be my 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 uh, my sleeper. And then my upset alert team is going to be Mammoth, man. They're a team that came into the league, came to the conference season with a lot of expectations, having, you know, had the non-conference season that they did. But they've really struggled um, in MAC play, man. 10 and 8 uh, in league play, not something that King Rice or, you know, George Pappas or any of those guys definitely would have, you know, would have uh, guessed coming into the league. Um, but they're a team that, you know, I, I think could easily lose um, in the first round of this tournament, man. I mean, they're, they're right on a fourth seed. They're going to play, it looks like, Marist. Um, in that four or five game, in that first game in the Mac tournament. Maris the team, um, second best offensive team in the league, fifth best defensive team in the league. Uh, John Dunn, obviously, used to coach at, at St. Peter's, and he's obviously a great defensive mind. So, you know, th- that could be a matchup that doesn't, that doesn't really bode well for Monmouth, man. So I'm putting them on upset alert. Um, and I think that they're, if, if they're not careful, man, they, they could be a team that could win it all or they could be a team that could lose in the first round. So you know, kind of a Jekyll and Hyde situation there for, for Monmouth. Yeah, man. Well, well, we agree on our favorite and our uh, upset alert team. I, I, I also had uh, Mamas at my team that was on upset alert just because they've been very up and down this year um, and very inconsistent, you know, so for all, all the reasons that you said, man. But my sleeper team, man, I'm going to go Siena. Uh, I think they're playing great basketball right now. They're able to get the, the three seed uh, this year in, in the magazine at, at, at three right now, man. And uh, they already have a victory over Iona this season. You know, they beat them by six points early on in, in the season. They're playing good basketball right now. They've won six out of the last eight games. And, you know, you want to be playing your best basketball heading into March. So I know that they're going to come into the MAC tournament. They're going to be confident. And, I mean, because they're, they're the, the three seed, uh, if, if everything holds out like it is right now, um, they're going to – I mean, they, they went and I, I see Iona in the championship game, you know, and if you're going to a championship game against a team that, 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 that you already beat, you're playing great basketball – uh, I mean, that that could bode well for Siena. So uh, they're my team that I will pick as, as a sleeper in the MAC. Hey, man, I'm definitely not mad at you right now. Siena's playing some great basketball. You mentioned uh, they've already beaten Iona. They've, they've beaten Mamas, beat them out over the weekend. They've won two straight games. So, again, we're looking to close their season now on, on, on a good note and end the tournament with some momentum. So, so no gripes there, man. There's one more league that we want to go into, uh, and that league has been a lot of fun this season, man. A lot of high scores, a lot of great teams, man. That league is the Missouri Valley, so – Drew, man, who do you who, who do you got in the Missouri Valley, man? Who's your favorite, your sleeper, and your team on upset alert? Yeah, man, despite the struggles, man, I still got to pick Louis Chicago as my favorite. Um, I think that, you know, just the pedigree of Coach Drew Valentine and Lucas Williamson and, and Tate Hall and all those guys over there, man, uh, I think that that means something. So I'm, I'm, I'm not going to pick, you know, anybody to, to, to beat those guys. 
Um, as far as Timo upset alert, uh, I'm gonna have to go Drake. I think that you know, despite the fact, I, th I think they're similar to to Monmouth in a situation where like this is a team that's talented and they could beat anybody in the league. You know, but I also think that 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 that, that they could lose anybody in the league, man. So um, I think when it comes to, to to Drake, man, they're a team that you know, granted, right now they're sitting at 13-5, so they're tied with Missouri State and Lower Chicago, man, uh, up there toward the, the, the top of the Missouri Valley, man. But I think if I had to pick one of those teams to be an upsetter, it would be uh, would be Drake. Now, as far as the team that uh, I'm, I'm going to call a sleeper, man, I'm going to go with Bradley. And it's a team that already this season has wins over Lower Chicago, has a win over Drake. I mean, I think that – It's not Drake. Yeah, yeah. They, they swept Drake already. Uh, they have a win over Lower Chicago. And um, I think that this is a team, man, that, like, I don't know if people in the Missouri Valley want to play this team, man. They, they actually won the Missouri Valley, I believe it was two, two years ago. Uh, they won the Missouri Valley, man. So this is a team that also has – you know, a, a, a winning pedigree. And I know that, that, that they're going to come into the, um, the kind of tournament with, 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 with confidence, you know what I'm saying? Having beat uh, Lower Chicago already, having swept Drake already, man. So if I had to pick a team that I think could kind of come out of nowhere and win the Missouri Valley, it's absolutely Bradley. You know, I'm, I'm not mad at you at all on, on that pick, man. And I guess I'll start from the bottom up in my league. And you talked about Bradley. Uh, my team on, on upset alert is Lower Chicago. And because they played Bradley the first game, they, they, they played Bradley the first game of the Missouri Valley tournament um, in that quarterfinal matchup. And Bradley, you mentioned, man, they already beat Lewis Chicago once. Um, they've swept Drake. Bradley's the best defensive team um, in the Missouri Valley, man. And, and they're the fifth best team on offense. Um, they're a great guard three-point line, man. They're, uh, they hold teams to 31.9% shooting from three against them. They're first in defensive efficiency, first in field goal percentage defense, first in offensive rebound percentage, uh, first in block percentage. Um, so they're a team that is elite at truly at all facets of of the, the, the game when it comes to the defensive side of the ball, man. And, you know, in two games against Loyola, um, Loyola shot five for 23 from the floor and eight for 23 from the floor uh, in those two games. So they're a team that I think could, could definitely send Loyola pack in, in the first round. Um, my favorite in, in, the, in, the, in the team is going to – I mean, actually, I'll, I'll do my sleeper first. My sleeper is going to be a cheap one, but my sleeper is Northern Iowa, man. Um, Northern Iowa – uh, they, they've won four straight games. They had the player in the year in the league in A.J. Green. And even though they won the regular season and they the one seed uh, in, in the conference tournament, nobody's talking about them. Nobody's talking about Northern Iowa. You know, everybody's picking on Northern Chicago to win the league. Um, so my sleeper is going to be Northern Iowa because obviously they're playing some great basketball right now. They're coming into the tournament hot. Um, they, they've won four straight games, like I mentioned before. Um, so I'm going to pick them to be my, be my sleeper in the Missouri Valley, man. And then my favorite, I'm joining the party. Northern Chicago is the favorite in the Missouri Valley. Um, they're the only team in the in the, in the Valley um, that is top three in both offensive and defensive efficiency, though. They, they have it on both sides of the ball. They're experienced, man. They have the winning pedigree, and, and you know, they have a great coach in Drew Valentine, and, and people expect to win, and they expect to win in that program. So I'm going with Missouri Valley. Excuse me, I'm going with Lewis Chicago with the favorite in the Missouri Valley, but I'm also putting them on upset alert, similar to what I did in the CAA with Towson, um, and I'm going with Northern Iowa for my, for my sleeper team in the Valley. Love it, man. You know, it's, it's not often, you know, that uh, that, that, that we agree, you know, so I, I, it's uh, very interesting that a lot of those leagues that we had some of the same picks, man. But nonetheless, man, you know, it's going to be exciting, you know, exciting come uh, come March, man. I'm excited to see if any of these picks come true, you know what I'm saying? So uh, we'll have to see, you know, who who has more correct picks at the end of all this. Yeah, not for sure. Well, we'll definitely tally them up and we'll let you guys know who, who was right and who was wrong, man. But, um, you know, uh, I, 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 obviously, this, this has been a great episode, man, and um, it's always fun breaking down the conference tournament stuff with you, man. So we're going to be back on uh, to keep tabs, man, and see who 
who who was right uh, and who was wrong um, when it comes to these picks, man. So make sure you guys are, are, are staying tuned to our content, man. A bunch of great games this weekend, man. I'm talking about all across college basketball. Uh, regular seasons are wrapping up. Conference tournaments are, are getting started, man. So, you know what I'm saying? Get your popcorn, kick your feet up, uh, and, and watch some great basketball, man. ESPN, ESPN Plus, ESPN3, uh, CBS Sports, man. The, 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 the tournaments are everywhere, man. And, and they're starting early, as early as like noon. So, you know, literally on any given day from noon to like 10, 11 o'clock at night, man, you can watch any, any uh, you know, college basketball tournament out here, man. It's, it's just March, baby. You know what I'm saying? This is what we live for. So, um, with, that, with that being said, man, it's going to do it. For this episode of the Auto Bid, man, we want to thank you guys for tuning in. As always, going to remind you guys, man, make sure you guys are liking our content, subscribing to our content, man, giving us a rating on, on uh, Apple Music, excuse me, Apple Podcasts. I always, I always do that. I don't know why I always do that. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to our, to our show, man, please give us a rating. Um, tell a friend, tell a friend about the Auto Bid, man. Make sure you guys are giving us um, a retweet on social media, sharing on Instagram and whatnot. Tell a friend, tell a friend about the auto bin, man. We do appreciate every, everybody that takes the time out to listen to our podcast, man. And, and we really do mean it, man. And it goes a long way. So um, with that being said, we're going to let my guy pull up Tay. Take us out with some music on the outro, man. Stream my guy music, man. Stream my guy pull up Tay's music. His new project, Why Stop What's Now, out everywhere, man. Go stream that. Pull up Tay. Get a check, boy. Check, boy. You want the sideline? You ain't made the headlines. Now it's time to reject, boy. You bitten on me? What's the topic of discussion? What we talking about? Take your best shot. I'ma take the last shot. I'm drawing in the clutch, boy. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.